Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 62 of Better Regulate Than Never. What are you doing with your extra productive time in the mornings? I hope the five second rule is changing your mornings in a good way. I know I love my extra time in the morning. Once you realize that you can do hard things, you can start tackling more challenges in your life. That is what I want to talk to you about today. How to use the five second rule in more areas of your life besides just getting out of bed. As I started writing these episodes, I realized that I am going to need to make this a three-parter. I know last week I said two parts, but as I wrote this one, it just, there was just more and more information and it's just all good stuff that I want you to know. So, um, so today is part two of three parts. Today, we're going to talk about how to use the five second rule to improve your health and to overcome fear. Our body is good at signaling us when we need something. If we need water, our body gives us the sensation of thirst. If we need food, our body gives us the sensation of hunger. Sometimes the inner person we want to be, that future self, gives us an idea or a nudge about something. The idea or nudge is meant to move us in a direction that could be life-changing for the good. We often push it away because we are afraid of what will happen next, or we don't think we are good enough or smart enough to do whatever that nudge is telling us. You should write a book about this. There's that boy over there you have a crush on. You should go over and ask him a question. I want to share my opinion in class. I know I have a really good idea about this. I really want to join everyone that is dancing and singing. It looks like fun. It only takes our brain five seconds to talk ourselves out of it. Who are you to think you could write a book? That is a dumb idea. Don't go over there and talk to that person. They will just think you are a weirdo. Don't say anything in class. You don't have any, you don't want anyone paying attention to what you say. Just stay in your seat and don't get up and dance and sing. It is safer to just stay right here. Your future self is trying to get you to become the better, stronger version of you, but your brain doesn't want to do the work that it's going to take. The courage to go for it when you could be rejected or fail. You know that activation energy I talked about last week that's going to, that extra energy it takes to get out of bed without hitting the snooze? That's the same activation energy it's going to take for you to start the book, to walk over to that person you're interested in, to speak up in class, or to start dancing when there was an invitation or not an invitation to dance. Side note, I love dancing. I was reading this summer that it takes vulnerability to dance. And I thought, really? I can't picture any vulnerability because I love it so much. And so I was telling my husband about it and I asked him, I said, do you think it takes vulnerability to dance? And he said, absolutely. That is why a lot of people aren't out there dancing. 
And I was so sad to think that there are people sitting there wanting to dance, but they are too worried about what it's, what's going to happen if they do or what people are going to say if they dance. I never minded if I was the only person dancing. I actually preferred it because then I could just do whatever I wanted without worried about running into people or hitting people. (laughs) Um, And I seriously, when I was younger, I thought people that were setting just didn't like dancing or didn't want to do it. I had no idea that they were wish when I'm sure not everyone, but some people were wishing that they were dancing, but they were too afraid to get up. I literally didn't know that. Um, so when I think about this, that they needed some activation energy to get themselves up on the dance floor, uh, when it didn't take that for me at all. The next time you feel a nudge to do something or say something, just five, four, three, two, one, go and do it or say it. Use the five second rule to disrupt your brain before it can talk you out of doing something that could be fun or move you in the next phase of your relationship or your life. Use the five second rule to start exercising more. Do you think people that exercise regularly always feel like going out and exercising? They don't. They are just willing to do it anyway, even when they don't feel like it. Sometimes we have to boss ourselves or parent ourselves. Your parents know that you are never going to feel like doing your homework or your chores. So they just tell you and tell you about it until you do it. You have to be that parent inside your brain, nagging you to get off the couch and out the door to your exercise or stop watching Netflix and put on a yoga video. There are so many ways to get more exercise. I've been trying to figure out how to add this to my life too. So just five, four, three, two, one, turn off Netflix. Five, four, three, two, one, put your shoes on and walk out the door. Stop thinking about how you feel about it and just do it. Managing distractions is another way to use the five second rule. Every day we have to talk to students at our school about putting their phone away. There is a time and place for our phones. And I love my phone just as much as other people, but I don't look at it much when I'm at work. That wouldn't be fair to my students. If they came into my office and I just looked at my phone, if they came, they came in to have my attention so that they can tell me about what is bothering them or what goals they are working on. And I doubt it would feel too good to them. If I just looked at my phone while they were talking to me. Also, if I am looking at my phone, I am not getting all my other work done, which is a lot. I spend time looking at my phone when I get home. Cell phones are just like everything else we've been talking about. You won't feel like putting your phone away, but you just five, four, three, two, one, put it away until the class is over, or at least until there's free time to look at it. That is not when it is during class, when your teacher is talking or when your teacher is talking to you. We all can get so lost on our phones that a whole hour can be wasted just scrolling through things and that we don't even realize the hour is gone. When you have something important to get done, 
Just 54321 get started. Don't wait until later or when you feel like, because remember, you're never going to feel like it. When you start getting things done right away and not putting them off, you will have so much more free time. You will get so much more done. Once you start something, this actually triggers your brain to keep working on it. Oh, worrying. Oh my gosh. This has been such a problem with me my whole life. I remember that a teacher actually told me something similar to what I'm going to tell you when I was in high school. And it it really did make an impact because I remember thinking about it the rest of my life. And now I see how it fits into all the stuff I'm teaching you. Worrying wastes a lot of time. We cannot control anything about what happens in the environment or what happens with other people's behavior. Because remember, we can't control anyone. We worry a lot about what others are going to do or say or about accidents or diseases. I mean, the list is endless. If we worry about it, whatever those things are, and it happens, because sometimes those things do happen, we wasted our time worrying because we didn't stop it from happening. Thinking about it and worrying about it does not stop things from happening. We can't stop people from breaking up with us or stop people from being mean. And if we worry about it and it doesn't happen, we worried about it for no reason. Both times, worrying about it and it does happen, worrying about it and it doesn't happen, both things, our time was wasted. Time that is better for us to be used creating fun, happy, fulfilled lives. If you are worried about someone in your family getting sick, five, four, three, two, one, think about something you enjoy about your family member and be grateful that they are fine right now. If you are worried about an accident, five, four, three, two, one, think about them walking in the door later and you giving them a hug. If your brain starts going to worry about something, remember you are in control about what your brain thinks about. You can five, four, three, two, one, change the subject, move to things you are grateful for. If you are a worrier, and a lot of people are, I am betting that you also have some anxiety. Anxiety happens when you have a habit of worrying and you leave your brain unattended to worry about all sorts of things. Now, remember, it's been quite a few episodes ago, but I mentioned that your brain is like a toddler. If you leave a toddler unattended, it's going to get into some trouble. The toddler is going to climb up on the cabinets and eat snacks the toddler's not supposed to. The toddler's going to eat dirt on the floor. The toddler's going to stick a pearl in its ear. True story about when my daughter was a toddler. You can use the five second rule, even for anxiety and panic attacks. And I love this because I have so many students that have anxiety and panic attacks, and this is a tool that they can use anywhere and everywhere. When anxiety and panic are happening, our body responds just as it does when we are in a near accident. You know that panic as you slam on your brakes, but just then but then you just miss the car that you thought you were going to hit. And I was thinking about some of you don't drive yet. So I was thinking about, oh, well, when you're riding your bike 
you or skating or skateboarding or whatever, like that near miss of somebody almost hitting you or you almost crash into a wall or whatever, um, that panic that sets in in your body, your body responds instantly with all sorts of things that um, in your body and your body reacts in a certain way. Um, But after that near accident, you know that that panic that's in your brain, you can tell your brain to calm down because it's like, oh, thank goodness that didn't happen. Everything is fine now. Well, when you have a panic attack, your body goes through those same feelings of that near miss accident, but there's no reason for all that panic and your brain doesn't know what to do with all of it because it doesn't know what the reason is. And you can't, you don't have a reason to tell your brain to calm down. So because you don't have a reason for it, because there's no near miss accident, you try to close the door and you hold on to that door, trying to keep that panic out and fighting against the panic makes it happen more. Think about how anxiety feels in your body. Uh, For me, it feels like this buzzing in my chest and needle pricks in my armpits. What does it feel like for you? Just think about that for a minute. Now think about excitement. When you're excited about something, what does that feel like in your body? Well, for most of us, it feels the same. I still feel that buzzing in my chest and I feel, still feel those pinpricks in my armpits. So what if you called whatever you're anxious about excitement instead? Instead of saying, I'm anxious about that speech tomorrow, say, I am excited about that speech tomorrow it feels totally different. One feels like dread and worry, and the other one feels like fun and wanting to do the speech. Saying you're excited about something tells your brain that those panic feelings are okay, that they can just go away. It's just like that near accident. You say, oh, thank goodness that didn't happen. Everything is fine now. I am just excited about the speech. So the next time you have a speech, Just say, I'm excited to give this speech and five, four, three, two, one, give the speech. The book shows a way to use five, four, three, two, one to beat fear of something. Now, I'm not sure this will work for fear of spiders, and I don't know that I'm even going to try it for that, but here are the steps to try with fear of something. Let's try fear of telling your parents something difficult. Many times students need to have a difficult conversation with someone. It could be parents, teacher, whoever you need to have a difficult conversation with. Maybe your romantic partner. So when, you, when you're planning to have the conversation, create an anchor thought. An anchor thought, well, you know, an anchor is something that keeps you solid, like the anchor keeps your boat from floating away. An anchor thought is something that relates to the conversation and will keep you grounded when fear sets in. So in this scenario, think about a positive outcome of the conversation. Let's say you need to tell your parents about a bad decision you made. Maybe you followed the crowd and stole something when others in your group stole as something as well. Or maybe you got into trouble at school for cheating or skipping a class 
and you want to tell them before the school calls about it because it's always better to tell them first. Imagine the conversation going very well. Imagine your parents listening to you and them understanding your point of view. If we take this back to the situation with the speech, imagine what it was like. Imagine what it's like when the speech is over and you did a good job. Imagine seeing the passing grade at the end and it is all over. The anchor thought is something that connects you to what you fear and then what will keep you calm leading up to the event. So when you start feeling afraid about the conversation or the speech, you think five, four, three, two, one, anchor thought. This conversation will end well. The speech will be passing and it will be over. You can also use the word excitement in the anchor thought. I am excited to have this conversation because I won't have to worry about the outcome anymore. It will just be over. I am excited to give this speech because I want this to pass this class and I want to move on. You are telling your brain that the panic it feels is not necessary because there is no real danger. Next week, we are going to see how the five second rule can increase your confidence. Who doesn't need that? Sign me up. All of this circles back to what we've talked about since this podcast started. Your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions or inactions, and your actions produce results. Choose your thoughts wisely. Talk to you soon.